for coffee. Hey guys, this is Ian Guerin and this is Meet Me for Coffee. Ian, thanks for being part of the show. And uh, I've heard that one of your songs topped the charts in the UK. Is that true? Yeah, actually two of them did. And uh, I'm very proud of that. As a, as a man who wasn't exactly known in school for his academic achievements, yeah, when yeah. my song hit number one, that was that was amazing for me. That just completely changed the, my perspective on myself and on life. The new album, what's it called? Uh, yeah, Irreplaceable is the new album, and it's available everywhere for people to go stream it and just have a good time with it now that they're staying home and staying safe. And, you know, I listened to your record today, and I, I really think that's very good. It's very smooth. Um, I, we talked in previous conversations. I said, you know, it's like really, really, it's good. It's very um, entertaining and, and it goes by really fast. It's different. And I would recommend anyone who has Spotify or has a chance to buy your album, pick it up because I do think that after all this garbage is over and we're allowed to go out and play music once again, uh, you're going to be a pretty busy guy. Hopefully, yes. Thank you so much. And thank you for the kind words. Um, I created this album thinking that it should be one that you could get all singles out of the songs. I wanted, I didn't want any album fillers. I remember telling my producer, you know what Michael Jackson did with Off the Wall? We need to do that same thing. When he said that he didn't want any album fillers, he just wanted songs that could be potential singles, all of them. And that's what I did. And I told real stories. I think that, that I, I created a, a relatable album that people have enjoyed because stories are real. It's not like um, some uh, songwriting camp came and wrote the stories for me to sing. You know, the, these, these are my personal, my personal stories. And these are personal events in my life that define me as a person. And, but they're also everyday things. I don't think that, I don't think that we as people are that special. I think that if COVID-19 has shown us something is that we as human race are not that special. You know, the planet uh, can go on without us. Nature has been doing great without us, you know? So uh, to me, that's what, what I've been thinking about my album. You know, it's not that we're not special to other people, but we as a human race are not that special in a sense that we all get the same life stories. Like if we fall in love, we feel the same way. That's why when people uh, don't support diversity, uh, have issues with uh, skin color or with religion or, you know, with any sort of individuality or minority, it's stupid because we are all the same, and that's what my album is about. Stories that happen to every single one of us, regardless of who we are, who we fall in love with, what we believe. It's things, everyday things that happen to all of us. And the passion, uh, when you, you write a song, you can, you can feel that when you listen to it. And what I like about it is that Actually, I heard a rumor earlier today about you that you have a very big crush on Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. And maybe, yeah. maybe she's going to watch a show. 
Maybe. Um, so what do you have to say? Say to her right now. This guy's a very good, very good songwriter, by the way. Two big hits, uh, chart-topping hits in the UK. And I think that Ariana Grande should honestly reach out to you. You should reach out to her and try and collaborate because your voice reminds me of like, I, I would say the Michael Jackson thing, but more of the Barry White kind of feel, you know, except you don't oh, have a deep voice. You. Um, you know, why, why did you choose to go down this road of the R&B feel? Well, it's the music that I identify with. It's the music that I am. I remember uh, having my debut album be like dance pop music and my sister who actually produces and writes my videos uh, and directs them. She she tried um, to not she she didn't try she she suggested that I be a certain image and I went with it but it wasn't really me I didn't really feel myself and so when I created this album and I think that that was one of the reasons why I wasn't successful and when I created this album I said I'm not gonna follow the trends I'm not gonna try to stay current. I'm not going to try to emulate any sound that's, that's out there right now or any artists out there right now. I'm just going to do the dream album that I dreamt of in high school because I had this album in mind since I was in high school. And I wanted to do it a certain way and I had ideas that had a different title. And, uh, and I said, I'm just going to go with that. I'm going to tell my story right as it is. And the the genre that I that I wanted to do was R and B and soul because those are the artists that I listen to. That's the that's the culture that I'm into. That is the the fashion that I'm into. The the mood, the vibe, the the overall that I'm into. Like I feel good when I hear R and B. I feel good singing R and B. I feel good watching R and B artists. And going back to Ariana Grande, which could be also considered, you know, in the R and B field because of, of, of her work, you know, um, she, she, she is a great uh, example of someone who is doing great R and B without trying to be anyone but herself. And, um, and I tried to do the same. And I think that we've been both pulling it off. Of course, she's mega successful. And, um, I would love to write for her. And yes, I have a big crush on her, but who doesn't? Like, she's a decent, kind, giving, talented, beautiful woman. So, I mean, it's just something that should come natural, right? And um, as natural comes, uh, as it comes natural to me to do R&B. Like, and I'm not making this up. I, I didn't script this part. It's just turning out really well, I think. <laughs> How old are you right now? Oh, do I really have to say that? <laughs> and you got no gray hairs. I had to shave all mine off. No, no. This, this is a core no, haircut, dude. I'll tell you something. It's under 30. Okay. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I haven't been sleeping that well. That's why you can see my face is a little tired bit, you know, with this whole situation. It's difficult to me to conceal a great night's sleep because, well, it worries me that I don't see that we're coming out of this real quick. And, you know, no. it's a shame because we got it, so much to give. It seems like everything's pretty much a mess. We're told to do one thing and then 
couple weeks later, we're told to do not do that thing that we were told. Um, like right today, I discovered that now asymptomatic people who have coronavirus are not contagious. Really? And that was a statement put out by like, I believe the World Health Organization. So why am I in my house? And it's, it's not, it's not transmitted through the surf, this, me touching a surface or whatever. So why am I in my house? You know, I, I'm privileged. I still work because I've got quite the thing going on here, but um, right. I, I want to, now's a good time to self-reflect on a lot of things. And I want to talk about you growing up. You were in Mexico at the beginning, right? Right. At right. the age of nine, you had the chance to sing in front of your aunt. Your aunt decided to give you uh, studio time for a couple, uh, is it Christmases or birthdays? Birthdays. Birthdays. So that, that story, like you could sing the way you could, you, you obviously got way better now. You're way better now. But at the age of nine, your aunt believed in you. And that's how it yeah. all kicked off. And I'm pretty sure you're surprised that I know all this stuff, but um, yeah, but I like it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's something uh, inspiration. Like for me, I, I've always wanted to be on the radio since I was five years old and I finally did it. And, you know, I, I love these stories because it paints a picture behind the person. And when you talk about how you made um, your, uh, your record, your new record. I bit my tongue there for a sec. Um, so, and you listen to, to in high school, you listen to the R&B, uh, all these, these artists, and then you end up going back to that for right. irreplaceable, right? There we go. There's, there's right. irreplaceable. Um, you became yourself and that's why you're so successful now. Right. And um, I think that when that there's something more, to being yourself and being successful that being yourself gives you security and mm-hmm. when 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 you allow yourself to really be yourself regardless of what people think and this is something that i heard uh jim carrey um say and uh, he he used to say when you really don't care 100 percent what others think of you then you've reached a dangerous uh uh uh, uh I can't remember what he said. Like, I, you've reached a dangerous uh, level, sorry, a dangerous level of freedom. And I do believe that. And I believe that, that when, when, when you feel comfortable in your own skin, everything you do just flows naturally. You, you become like one with the planet. And I'm not trying to sound like all um, earthly and, and um, meditational here, but but you do become one with the planet and everything flows your way. Like for real, when you are not afraid to show yourself and you act properly, that, that happens. And that happened to me. I, I was, I wanted, and I said this the other day to a friend, I wanted to make an album that I was proud of. I didn't want to make an album that uh, was number one. Of course, you know, I've never seen anyone make an album and say, Oh, I wanted to go to number 13. Right. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but I didn't aim for the charts. I didn't aim for the notoriety. I didn't aim for the fortune. I aimed to do some, a work that I was proud of. And I knew that all of the others would be a consequence of being proud of my work 
because if I was proud of my work, I would defend it, you know, to the core. And that's what I've been doing. And as I said, it's a real album. When people hear it, uh, and this is, I'm going to be raw honest, like this is, um, this is music that I, I, I know some people won't, uh, it's not necessarily their cup of tea, but uh, I haven't heard one person say, oh, this is horrible, turn it off, you know, even if they don't like it. And even if they, that's not what they're listening to or what, what they like. It sets the mood for me, honestly. And in any type of situation, obviously like today, driving in the car, yeah, let's throw this on. Let's see what this full album's got. I listened to a few of your tracks before and uh, comparing it to your previous releases. And now it's a, this is going to be a very hard album to top. And I, I honestly believe in you, man, just the next record's going to be wicked. And I, I hope that you co-write or collaborate with somebody huge because like uh, this is on the verge of being something very big and it's going to explode everywhere across the world. And I really hope that you also are very successful touring the world. Maybe uh, with a guy like, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the guy who has lost in Japan? That song, you know, that song? Oh, uh, I know. John Mendez. John Mendez. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Um, yeah, just talking off the top of my head, but like it's actually it's got feel. That's really? that's the difference between your music and other people's music. It's got feel. That's why Uptown Funk was so popular. It's got feel, man. You know, all these songs that come on the radio. It's like why are they, why are they on the radio? They got a good hook and they got some feel. Maroon Five songs all got feel. You know, right? And 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 they got so because they they're they're they come from a real place. I think I, I think that people are really are, are really good at telling between songs that were crafted by people throwing pages around and saying, "Oh, I have this line. Oh no, you know what? I've got a better line for this." You know, they crafted the songs in a way that um, that seems almost industrial, even though it's called the industry. You know, and those songs that are real, like you gave a great example. Uptown Funk is a great example. Number one of funk, as Prince would say, does it got does it have funk, you know? And I'm very driven to what Prince says. When Prince says something, I listen, you know. Oh yeah. And and uh, and it got sold too, because it's a man, a two two people doing doing what they know how to do best and putting their hearts into something. And that combination of Bruno Mars and Mark Ronson is perfect. I think that Bruno Mars did it again with 24 Karat Magic. And that, that whole album is awesome. So, yeah, I, I aim for that. I, I, I learned from Michael at a very early age that you should study the greats and become greater. And I agree with that. And I try to do that and apply it to my life in all regards. And going back to what our previous uh, topic about your energy and uh, becoming yourself, becoming one with the world. And I really believe that because I did it too. And as soon as I did that, I became true to myself. I only spoke the truth. I still do. People freaking hate me because I talk the truth. (laughs) You got unpopular opinions just like me? (laughs) Yeah. Like the other day I had a bit of a, you know, an argument over on Facebook, I was talking about politics. I wasn't saying anything politically like wrong. I'm just stating the facts. Right. Um, right. 
obviously nothing to do with what's going on now, but just how uh, this one guy did, he, whatever, he, he shared something. He's an American, but he's sharing something about Canadians. And he's saying that, you know, um, this guy's campaigning for more money to be into health, to go into healthcare. But this guy's a hypocrite who's here in Canadian politics because he's siding with the, our majority government who's not, he's not actually helping the cause. He just he's just a yes man, right? So people don't know that. Anyway, that was my truth of the day. And I decided to shut up after that. So uh, sometimes you got to sit back, man. And when you tell the truth, it's the best thing, but people can't handle the truth. People sometimes <laughs> maybe uh, can't handle Ian Garen because he's so truthful and straightforward, but he's got his energy in check and that's, that's all that matters. And that's how you gravitate things towards you. I began to tell him the truth. Um, I met my wife, my wife, like almost like three months later after I changed and had more gratitude and, and focused my energy into something that wasn't so negative and stupid. And, you know, uh, you become one when you become one things happen and you're right. Things do start rolling. Uh, you gravitate those things towards you that you want. You ask, you ask for it. You don't say, Hey, give it to me, but you, you, you show it right within your heart and your energy and you manifest that and manifest your future moving forward. Is that something that what what you do? Yeah, of course. Uh, I, I, I truly believe that, that, um, if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand and we, and, and you used a very, very powerful word. You manifest what you want. And if you truly believe it and ask, ask the universe to give it to you, and then you give back to the world, then you'll receive it. I'm, I'm hella sure of that because, you know, I manifest a lot of things in my life and <laughs> I've, um, I've told this story uh, to my friends and I'm, I'm going to share it with you now. And it's not really a big deal, but it's, it's a clear representation of how things come to you, no matter what it is. Like I was the other, I was thinking about this girl the other day and I used to like her so badly. And then, but she had a boyfriend and we lived afar. And uh, so, well, she was with him. We talked uh, scarcely. And then uh, one day she blocked me because I, I assume he found out that she was talking to me. And then, well, that happened. And then I woke up one day and I was meditating and I was using uh, uh, frequencies, uh, meditation frequencies. And uh, I got up to go to the bathroom and uh, I was like in a trance, like, you know, when, when your thoughts are just crossing by, but you're not really stopping to analyze them. And uh, I said out loud, universe, Lord, I'm ready to get back into conversation with this girl. I'm ready to talk to her again. So could you please have her unblock me and manifest it to me? Thank you. But I just said it like I wasn't, I wasn't consciously saying it but it was unconscious you know because the 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 unconscious mind is the one that's always that's always awakened so i went back to bed fell asleep woke up and i saw that one of her friends she had posted oh happy birthday baby and she tagged her and so i clicked on the tag and what did i see i had been unblocked i had been refollowed and we were back in conversation i don't know 
if it happened 20 minutes after I decreed it. I don't know if it happened two hours later, but what I know is six hours after I said it in my head, I had it going in my world. So yeah, definitely. And I do that all the time. Like when I'm really stressed out because of scheduling and work and all that, I go, universe, I don't want to stress over this two wish. Could you please fix that for me and let me know, you know, I can handle one at a time. Let me know which one I'm going to do first. Thank you. And I go on with my day and all of a sudden you still, you start hearing, oh, you know what? Uh, this got pushed back. So you can do this while this gets happening. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Right there. Right how I needed it. You know, so those things do happen. And again, I'm going to go back to Jim Carrey when he says, you know, that he started manifesting things in his life and that he wrote himself. I don't know if you know the story, but this is a really nice story that he frequently tells that he says that he wrote himself a $10 million check when he was starting out. And he said, I promised myself that I'm going to cash it in five years, five years after he wrote himself that check and put it away. He made Ace Ventura and he got paid $10 million and his check was written for $10 million. It's all about manifestation. And I thought right. you were telling me the, the girl came and knocked on your door in the morning or something like that. Oh, no, no, no. I, I wasn't that lucky. <laughs> oh, that, that would be crazy. But I understand exactly what you're saying because stuff like that always happens. Like, I wonder what happened to this person. Why doesn't he respond back to me? And then it just happens. Right. It's so right. weird. Uh, how do you focus? We, we attract people. You do. Sorry. It, you do attract people. How do you focus your energy in a time like this? Well, I, I try to stay away from the news from time to time. Like I'm not one to follow the every day of it. You know, I try to be uh, updated with the, with the um, guidelines that we have to, to live through, you know, or with, I try to be updated on that. Like, do we need to do a certain something else? Do we need to, not go out to certain essentials like the supermarket or, you know, things. I try to stay updated and informed, but I try not to, to be obsessed by it because I see a lot of people, you know, posting on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all social media. They're all over the news, posting news, some of them fake, some of them real, some of them, you know, I, Denzel Washington. It drives people nuts. Honestly, yeah. I, I was watching the, like our prime minister, who is like our president up here, and the guy who runs our governor of my province does a press conference every day. And after a while, I was like, this is, I can't do this anymore. I can't listen to this. I can't, it depresses you first off. And it kind of manifests something else in your mind. And, and I think everyone's got that uh, everybody goes there with the mask. And, and when you go to the store, everybody has a mask. It's like, I, I'm going to make myself sick. Just be just doing this. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it drives me totally. nuts. Right. It's like, it's like six feet apart. Don't wear masks because it'll, it'll help you boost your immunity. Oh, wear masks. And, and it goes back and forth. And it's like, man, I'm just a bit yeah. too stressed out right now. I don't, a lot of people need to just need to step away, step away. Yeah, and it stresses you. Sorry? Oh, I said a lot of people need to step away, hang out, just 
chill out, go for a walk and, and forget about the world. Now everybody is, is on like a stress level, like never before. Right. Yeah. My grandmother had this saying, she said, and she told me since I was really young until the day she passed, she always told me, son, remember that you can live the same life from a positive lens or from a negative lens. And it's your choice. So when everyone, and, and my father calls me and he's so stressed out, like, you know, but I've heard that in New York and this and that. And I'm like, dad, really, I'm sorry. I don't want to be, I don't want to be this kind of way, but <laughs> I get to a point where if I'm going to get COVID-19 and I'm going to die, then that will have to be it because I can't stress out. I can be cautious. I can be responsible. I can stay at home, you know, I can do things the way they have to be done, but I cannot live my life stressing out day in, day out about what I hear in the news and exactly what you said, you know, wear masks. Oh no, don't wear it because of the immunity. I'd never, ever heard that, that you just said, you know, this is all new to me. And, um, but people are saying all sorts of stuff. I saw a friend of mine, um, she she was at the gym yesterday and she posted it on on instagram and, she, and she's from texas and uh and i said uh well you know we're supposed to be at home so do you own the gym or is it has it reopened and she was like no it reopened and i'm like and is it safe i don't want you to get uh coronavirus and she was like no it's safe i'm not gonna get anything don't worry we're taking measures whatever and and on the other hand, I see other friends that are locked up at home with a curfew, can't go out at all, you know, and I just don't see authorities doing, you know, what they have to do. They just talk and talk and talk and bicker between each other and there's no real solution. So what we as society can do is one, uh, be united, because I think that there is a political thing where or where uh, this serves the purpose of separating us. So let's stay united. Let's stay focused. Let's be responsible. And let's try not to stress it, you know, because the same thing will happen if we stress that if we don't. So, well, that's that. And I hope that, uh, you know, people take it that way and take it to heart that I'm not trying to disregard the situation. I'm just trying to be honest, you know. If we stress, then we're just going to be stressed at home. If we don't stress, then we're going to be at home and possibly enjoying a good show like this one. It's even funner with you on it, man. And you know what? Thank you. Here's an analogy. It's like, don't get up. It's not going to be a good day. Well, you don't know if it's going to be a good day or not. Don't even leave your bed, right? It's like saying, I'm not going to try and become a full-time musician or tour the world because I'm just going to become broke and, uh, or I'm not going to make it. Like, right. Like wake up, move on with your life. Obviously, there is stress. People owe money. People are, are in debt right now. And that's, that's life, man. Uh, we're in unprecedented times. But I went, went to visit my great-grandmother's grave the other day. And she's born in 1925. My great-grandfather born in 1920. So these people have survived a few wars. They've survived uh, the Spanish flu at some point. 1920 was a Spanish flu, I believe. So they, 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 they survived a bunch of stuff, right? And they, they lived right. to 2012. So within 
within the, our lifetime, we're going to have to encounter something even bigger than this at some point. And I hope that one day we can all just forget about this and just laugh at all this that just happened because we can tell our children or, or, or our friends or even joke around with that girl that you're talking about. You know, remember we were stuck in the house for, I don't know how long it's been, like three months. I've been leaving the house every day, so I'm going to work every day, but it's like three months now since, since March, March. Yeah. It's almost June now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scary time. Three months. Wow. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. It's been too long. I thought it was two months actually, but no. It's, it's, it's scary times for a lot of people. And sometimes you just have to sit back and watch Netflix. There's a lot of people watching Netflix these days and a lot of people watching a bunch of movies. And of course, for those of us who are in the the media realm, who don't have the ability to leave the house like you, you're probably writing music, aren't you? I'm writing music, yeah, and I'm working on other projects related to that music that I'm writing, yeah. <laughs> We're trying to do a mini project uh, here at home because my sister is here uh, during quarantine. She's been here for over two months now, and, um, and we decided to come here because uh, it's, it's just it's, we, we can stay together and and, and you know, be less bored if we want, you want to call it that. Where are you based out of? Right now I'm back in Mexico. Yeah. Perfect. We have, yeah. We have a house uh, in the outskirts of the city and that's where we decided to come mainly because the situation wasn't as hard uh, at the beginning here. Now it's getting a little bit more complicated, but, but it wasn't. So we, we lit up, literally fleed. <laughs> try to, try, my wife Spanish as well so it's uh I'm kind of I'm Greek but now I can say I'm Spanish and Greek because mm-hmm. I'm with her she's from Argentina but what's, your, <laughs> what's some of your favorite dishes from Mexico oh um well tacos definitely I don't think any Mexican gets ever tired of tacos never no. ever <laughs> um mm. I would say, I don't know if you know this one, uh, probably cochinita. It's a regional, it's like pork meat, you know, with uh, prepared a certain way. I love that. And all the seafood, the, the way they make it here is, is great. I love that too. I love all food, really. Yeah, I'm um, a lover of gluttony, actually, in Greek. Yeah. My name is Shiskas. That's my nickname. My, my family names me. It's called lover of gluttony. <laughs> that's, that's the translation, man. It's a slang of, of that word. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely agree. I came to Mexico once upon a time. I visited a lot of the ruins, uh, the, the Mayan ruins. And, uh, oh, those are really cool. So there's, it's like, how do they build that? What's the story behind that stuff? And plus also. Have you seen Ancient Aliens? <laughs> I watch Ancient Aliens too. I watch that stuff. It's like. Now I, I should go back and see like, what they're talking about because I wasn't really fixated on that part of it. Actually, there's there's one about uh, uh, Teotihuacan that uh, my my sister directed that one, and they shot it uh, in in the pyramids of Teotihuacan, and and uh, 
that's how they say it. You actually say Teotihuacan, but that they say it Teotihuacan where when they're uh, in, in that uh, in that episode. But uh, the pyramids and where did it come from? I, I mentioned that show because I think that they came from, you know, a. a creatures from another planet ufos they came here they colonized and they built that because to me it's impossible that we don't have technology now to lift those sort of rocks and to cut it that way but they had it back in the day so it's like mm, are they traveling in time you know i have uh hoax theories and conspiracy theories you know i i don't uh, i don't really abide by the you know, the Mayans you know built it think, on I their own the, with their hands. No, I don't think that's true. The, the pyramids are actually aligned with constellations in the sky. Right. Yeah. Which, which is yeah. unreal. They say it's for, it was for power. Somehow there was like a power grid created or a, a way to harness power from, from pyramids. But, but they, uh, if, if, if they connect with the ones in Giza, then there must be an energetical movement there, right? And how did they know? My question always is, you know, if they were ancient civilizations, how do they know? You know, we know now, but what did, why did they know that? You know, they were supposed to be preceded by inferior intelligence. So there's no way they could, they could know we were, we, we were evolving as a civilization. So you know, we're getting too deep into that. And, you know, I, I don't really have like all the words to describe it, but I don't think that, that it was uh, the Mayans, you know, as humans doing it. No, that's not real. If you look at all their art, even in Egypt, like the hieroglyphs and stuff like that, there is people in like the very top corners of them and like little ships, eh? You seen that? Yes. I, I, I'm trying to remember where I saw it, but yes, I've seen that. Your sister directed that part in that one episode of Ancient Aliens. What does she do? Is she a director or what does she do? She's a director and a screenwriter, yep. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. The one that you're mentioning is, is the one uh, from Teotihuacan? Because that's the one that she did. I don't know if she did another, but that's the one that I know she did. But yeah, well, whatever. The point is that, that yeah, she, she does that. And, and, and she also directs my videos. And I think she's really talented. And we, you know, it's hard to work uh, with your family, you know. And I'm sure uh, people in entertainment relate to this, you know, because you, they're your family and you got to love them the way they are. But Sometimes you have creative differences and, uh, well, it's hard to separate, but, but it's a cool, cool relationship. There's one yeah. Mexican series we're watching right now in this house. It's called El Dragon. You know that one? Yeah. I, well, I haven't seen it, but I know, I know the people who are in it. Yeah. Um, the, this really beautiful girl, Renata Nodni. Yeah. The, she, I think she's the star of the show, right? I think so too. She, she has, she's like she a brunette with, yeah, black hair, uh, uh, like uh, golden dark darkish skin with um, with a, a light green eyes. You actually know her, or you just know of her? I've seen her in a couple of events, but I don't. Per, I I'm not personally friends with her. That's cool. Honestly, really, really cool. a lot of great series 
a Spanish series. That's what we're watching a lot now. I love now there's like money heist as well, uh, which is also in Spanish. I, I, I'm not familiar with that one. So, too many to talk about, man. We're here to talk <laughs> about you. What's next for you? Um, well, I'm writing music right now. As I said, I got a little in the house project that we're trying that my sister doesn't want me to tell you about it yet because I was discussing with her if I should, uh, give it away. But, and she said, no. So that means, yes, we're shooting, we're trying to shoot like, uh, like an in-house video, uh, you know, from the house, like music sort of, uh, push video. And, uh, we're doing that. And, uh, and we're actually doing a, um, a new song. She's not in the song, but um, I'm doing a new song. I'm doing two new songs. I got a couple of collaborations. And I'm actually, and, you know, I'm actually looking forward to playing live soon. I don't know. I, that's like the only, I, I'm really reclusive generally. Uh, so, you know, being mandatorily inside, yeah, it makes it more difficult, but it hasn't been that hard for me because I like to be inside and I'm really good friends with myself. <laughs> so, but, but I would love to tour because people tell me all the time, oh, we'd love to hear this live. Some people tell me even how they want to hear certain songs live or how, what they would like me to rearrange for the live versions. So I'm really looking forward to that. I don't know when that's going to be, but. Um, I'm going to plan it ahead so that the minute that we can do it, it's ready. Ian, it's been a pleasure. You've had two top hits in the UK, the record called Irreplaceable. Pick that up as soon as you can. Of course, you're at home right now. You have nothing to do. If you want to hear some <laughs> music, check it out. And finally, the question I ask every guest on the show, do you drink coffee? I drink a hell of a lot of coffee and I love it. Cafe con leche. Claro. All the time. Yeah, man. So, yeah, Mexico, coffee, then the world. <laughs> yeah, yes, coffee. They got that frappe here. It says, uh, like, almost instant coffee and water and sugar. You just mix it all together. It frosts. It's pretty good, man. But I'm obsessed with coffee. That's why I made this show. Coffee and conversation. And a lot of the Hollywood actors love it. So, we end up talking a lot about coffee. So, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Let's do it again. I want to hear a song of yours live. So next time, let's have a performance. For sure. For sure. I'd love that. I love that. Awesome. Stay safe, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. I had the greatest time. And hey, nice talk about everything. The world, the aliens, the music. Thank you so much. <laughs>